if you have the pricing engine, if you, you know, network and if you have, you know, all your stuff dialed in, then, then we, we think you're a, a real good bet as, as a borrower more or less all the time. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from $2.25 to $5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother, so good to see you. You know, we had all of Tasha's family into town for the wedding, right? And her dad is 84. And one thing that I found so interesting about him, so we played a bunch of new card games. We played like, oh, oh Catan, right? And so the assumption to me in my mind was like, how are we going to teach an 84-year-old how to play Catan, right? The whole uh, old dogs can learn new tricks kind of thing. This motherfucker not only learned Catan, but like almost won it, right? And then the, the, same day, dude, the same day, we like taught him two other card games and he won almost one of the other ones too. And it was just like, he had so much like enjoyment for like life at 84, that I'm like, dude, I have respect mm-hmm. that out of him for like, first of all, he came all the way from Angola by himself for the wedding. And he just like, I see some 84 year old walking around here, especially in South, in South Florida, that there have people helping them do groceries, people helping them get in the car. And it just like, life really becomes what you'd let it be. And this man at 84 is just there kicking my ass a ton. Also because I didn't, I didn't strategize well. So I literally got my ass whooped. And it was just like, I found it so funny being like, dude, I don't know. You know, he's still like goes back to Angola. Now he's building like he's still like actively building things. And, and like he has he has a construction company. So he's negotiating contracts with the government and stuff. And you're just like, bro, you're 84. And he hasn't, you know, hasn't missed a big beat. So it's just like, I don't know, kind of like an interesting, interesting realization when it comes to I like, bet he enjoys what he does, though, you know, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, he has created this life that he loves. And like, you can see it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can see it from like how he still has this, like, I don't know. He just likes life. He still has a taste for life. You know, I don't think I could ever like stop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just sit around. Like if and uh, was, it's just yeah. not. No, exactly. Yeah, I agree. But it's funny to see it and witness in that, in a thing that like, you know, somebody's 
grandparents are 84 and they're like, dude, my grandparents are so old, they're about to die. And then life touches that, there's 84, it's a fucking machine. And he's so going to life, <laughs> learning Catan, you know what I mean? Like tr- flying, like he flew by himself from, from Europe, doesn't speak any English, got here. He just like the life that you've seen and just like having so much like yeah. enjoyment of life and the jokes that he tells. And it's just like, you know, it's just like good vibes, you know? So I'm feeling very full from that perspective. I love being with family. And again, I said this last time, but it's, it's a chance to experience my why, right? It's a chance to experience what we work so hard for. The fact that I can yeah. spend weeks with, with family and just playing cards and, you know, drinking until late and having wine and just, this is why we do it, right? So it's it's always good to like experience why you work so hard. We're often the yep. activity. I love that. So that's, that's that. where I've been at. What about you? I mean, hotel rentals moving right along. A lot yeah. of moving pieces on that, but um, I'm really excited. Like we're starting to get a lot of the pieces in place, a lot of a lot of people involved in that, and um, it's just really cool. I'm I'm really excited to see what that finished product's gonna look like in a few months, and yeah. uh, just put a, another property under contract for primary residence, which I'm Ooh. super psyched about. I got the inspection tomorrow, and okay. uh, yeah, man, I've, I've had still buying primary right after buying buying two hotels. You're like, ah, it feels like. It feels like a walk in the park, except <laughs> except the uh, the lending, which is interesting that we have our guest today, which I'll introduce here in yeah. a second. But I swear, man, yeah. like traditional financing, I just want to scream sometimes. I'm like, dude, yeah. doesn't somebody in there have a checklist that you like, can you just give me of stuff that you need? I feel like every yeah. day there's just more stuff. And I'm like, dude, yeah. how is there not a checklist? Like, yeah. Maybe simple. some master like checklist? Online, yeah, on online portal, like the checklist, and then you upload it. Check it off and just done. Yeah. Just so I guess I guess they had to be a walk in the park. So it's easier to buy a sixty-seven room. Well, that that hotel was no walk in the park, but that was a <laughs> large commercial deal. I mean, this is a house. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm excited for that, and yeah. um, keep you guys posted on that. But um, I'm excited for today's episode. So today we've got Robin Simon on the podcast. He's a partner at Easy Street Capital, and he oversees their DSCR loan platform. Uh, he's got a specialty in financing with short-term rentals. They're one of the nation's leaders and forerunners of lending on STRs, pioneering use of alternative qualification methods like AirDNA data, and recently medium-term rentals and co-housing. And they were also a sponsor of STR WealthCon, so appreciate you guys for doing that. So without further ado, Robin, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Excited. Yeah, absolutely, man. So... Why don't you give us kind of your background first on, and what got you into short-term rentals and with Easy Street? Like, what was your background and how did you get into that company? Uh, yeah, sounds good. So I've been um, uh, working for, you know, about about a decade, came out of, came out of school, started really in, um, in finance, uh, in Deloitte, Ernst & Young, in their uh, you know, accounting, auditing, and, and structured finance advisory side. I kind of fell into real estate, commercial real estate, especially on the on the loan side, on the lending side, um, and bounced around a few places. Um, traditionally, been in, in commercial real estate, and in the last few years, you know, started shifting over to what's um, kind of that gray area. Sometimes it's called residential, where it's it's residential investment properties, but it's uh, almost also like commercial loans because they're only business purpose; they're only used for investment. And, you know, a few years ago, as short-term rentals really started to mature as an industry, um, really started to get more popular, kind of shifted my focus onto, onto that and uh, providing loans for, 
for uh, people still trying, uh, you know, trying to invest in uh, investment properties, one to 10 units. Um, so anything from kind of like a single family rental, duplex, triplex, small multifamily, and more and more of that uh, has included the, you know, short-term rentals, you know, as instead of a long-term rental. So as we've seen, um, you know, over the last few years, and I think you've covered this probably many times, is you've talked to a lot of people that invest in long-term rentals, they have a portfolio and they, they try short-term rentals and they say, well, I just uh, started with short-term rentals and now I'm making two times as much, three times as much as I do on my long-term rentals and they, mm-hmm. they never go back. So I've kind of jumped in uh, full throttle to, to this piece of the industry, which I think is you know, re- really exciting. It's that you know, DSCR loans or the, the commercial loans for these uh, investment residential properties. And then last year, last January, I came over to Easy Street to launch uh, the DSCR loan platform. We call it Easy Rent. And those are these DSCR loans up to 10 units. Um, and with a real, real specialty, uh, we have on short-term rentals and uh, Burr method investments too. And then of course, the, the Airbnb Burr, which is the you know, combination strategy, which we, we see a lot of as well. I want to hear more about that. The, the Airbnb, Airbnb or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> The Airbnb, uh, yeah. So um, it sounds like an airline. No, yeah, from a so, product uh, standpoint, like what you guys are offering, because I know we yeah. do that. He does that. I do that. A lot of people yeah. do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, one of the reasons that uh, you know I came into Easy Street was Easy Street. We we've been around for a while, uh, specializing in you know traditional hard money lending, which is you know short short loans, six months, uh, buy property, rehab it, flip it, and you know make make a quick buck. But we've had a lot of investors that, that started doing the math and saying, well, you know, the same property, I could buy it, uh, rehab it, and then, you know, uh, flip it and make $20,000, or I could keep it myself, rent it out, refinance it and make $20,000 in cash flow every year. So unfortunately, we didn't have that product, you know, at Easy Street. Uh, and we had to say, okay, sorry, we don't have the refinance loan and, and send, send our, you know, longtime borrowers um, you know, down the street to a competitor. So uh, that was one of the reasons I, I came on, so we could, so we could, uh, you know, give those refinanced DSCR loans to those, you know, Burr method investors who don't necessarily always want to flip, but they want to refinance and keep. Um, and then, you know, a lot of those same guys say, well, you know, uh, why would I, instead of flipping and make twenty thousand dollars once, I'm going to rent it out and make twenty thousand dollars a year on a long term lease, but uh, I can make forty thousand dollars a year. Um, as a short-term rental. So, um, you know, it's just the natural evolution. Um, a lot of people want to say, okay, I want to do a, you know, an STR and, you know, combine the Burr method with the, with the STRs and um, buy something, refurbish it, renovate it, and then renovate it maybe with a STR twist um, and then put it into your, your portfolio, your, your well-oiled machine, and you're off to the races. But um, a lot of traditional lenders and a lot of even DSCR lenders will require you know, long seasoning periods uh, before you can do that refinance. Almost everywhere else, um, it's not going to allow that Airbnb burr until you have, say, 12 months of ownership and have 12 months of operating history as a short-term rental to get the refinance. But we really believe in SDRs. We really believe in in a lot of these deals and a lot of our professional short-term rental investor borrowers. So, you know, we were able to offer, you know, when no one else was, uh, the, the quote-unquote Airbnb burr, where we can say, hey. You know, you, you buy the property, you rehab it for four months, you put it on the market. It's a successful short-term rental. You have a booking. Okay. Let's do the refinance. Now we're not going to, we're not going to make you wait, uh, 12, 12 months to do that. We've seen a lot of people have a, have a lot of success, you know, with that strategy. Yeah. So that's awesome because the people that we had on the show 
last week. So there were Ali and Kyle. That's one of the things that Kyle kind of spoke about is the fact that like this is what they wanted to do. But the problem was they were running into an issue with their with the velocity on their money because they did the burr and then the bank were like, okay, I need six months worth of vacation rental income. So yeah. what is something that you can tell us? So obviously like if we had a listener that it's in that in that business model, what is a good way for you as an investor to kind of get all your ducks lined up to most successfully be able to refi out a property that you did an Airbnb uh-huh. bear on? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we, we like to help investors across the spectrum. Um, so anywhere from kind of first time investors really starting out, but really our bread and butter is what, what we call the professional investors of short-term rentals. And if they qualify uh, under that criteria, under our, our guidelines, then we're you know willing to go pretty pretty aggressive and max leverage and, and underwrite. What's your what's your guideline? Yeah, yeah. What's so that? so we define the professional owner of professional investor of SDR as someone who has mm-hmm. an Airbnb in the market for uh you know say they're buying in San Antonio they have a uh, short term rental Airbnb that has twelve months in that market or they have three or more. Uh, nationwide. So maybe they're starting a new market, but they have three or more. So the philosophy behind that is we want to, we want those professional investors of, of SDRs. So the, the guys that know what they're doing, they've, they've had a couple properties, they listen to podcasts like this, they go to the conferences, they have their pricing engine dialed in, they do their research, they've had the 12 a.m. phone call with the broken hot tub or toilet, <laughs> and they know how to deal with it. So we really trust those, those investors. And we'll be aggressive lending to them quickly with a, um, and over and over again. We'll still do the, the people just starting out. So maybe it's your first one or you don't quite have, you know, experience in that market. We'll just, we'll just be a little more, more conservative. But, you know, the advice is if, if you uh, know what you're doing, if you're going to do the rehab piece of it, because that, that can go wrong uh, pretty, pretty quickly. But general advice is, is kind of just what I just said, which is we want those professional owners and we... We want the people that, um, you know, we've been to these conferences and, you know, listen to your podcast and you guys do a great job touching on this over and over again is, is if, if you have the pricing engine, if you, you know, network and if you have, you know, all your stuff dialed in, then, then we, we think you're a, a real good bet as, as a bar more or less all the time. Love it. So let's just put a hypothetical together. So let's just say I find a deal in, um, I don't know, another deal in Kissimmee. If I'm looking down there, what, what are some, like, I guess, obviously it'll depend most likely on the deal. Well, let's just say it's another property, a 10 bedroom house for a million bucks. What kind of like loan of value and timelines and terms is somebody looking at right now? Cause I think the other thing is I want to give people an idea of the landscape of the market of where we are right now. Some people, they still think that we're a year ago and that's just not reality. So. Yeah, it's 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 definitely been volatile, but you know we've seen a lot of stabilization um, really in 2023. So in the last few months, um, and we're we're getting uh, somewhere back to kind of where we were in, in the in the options, um, maybe in the heyday of 2021, but with the rates a little bit higher. But yeah, million dollar property, you know, in in Kissimmee, we see deals like that all the time. You're purchasing that. We're going to go up to 80% LTV, so uh, you can put as little as 20% down. And then we're, we can qualify that really using the AirDNA projections. So, you know, that's, that's typically uh, very accurate. We, we do a lot of research and work with AirDNA and, and their, their stuff is re- really, really good, uh, we found. So usually you'll be able to cash flow and get that DSCR over, over one. And then 
really, I've I've written a couple articles recently on this, but you know, your your rates um, are really going to depend on three big factors. So, you know, the LTV, if you're max leverage, that's going to be a little bit higher than if you do a little bit more conservative leverage. Your DSCR, how much is cash flowing, and then your uh, your personal credit score. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's a deal we uh, we do all the time, and we're 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 doing you know up to up to only twenty percent down and and pretty aggressive qualifications right now. Off the top of your head, do you know the difference between the twenty percent leverage and a more uh, conservative leverage, and like how much more? Like what's what's the line there? Like what makes you yeah, like basis more, points? Yeah, a more conservative <laughs> leverage. Like are we talking like thirty percent, forty percent? Are we talking twenty five? What is what does that look like? Yeah. So uh, again, the market's uh, still in a, in a place where it's, it's, it's changing a lot, you know, day over day, week over week, yeah. but typically now the listeners will hold you to it. Like now the yeah, listeners yeah. are going to tell you, I heard you on the fucking podcast and you said it was this much, if I yeah. too much long, or I guess um, if you want to, you can just to give him shit, but please don't. Yeah. Got it. Got to be careful. But, um, yeah. really, uh, DCR lenders, us included, we, we tend to look at it in buckets, basically. So, uh, you know, the 75 to 80 bucket, the 70, 75 and 5% buckets, but lower leverage really, really will make, make a quite a bit of the difference. So you're probably looking maybe, uh, you know, 37 and a half basis points or so, uh, each 5% bucket you drop down because you know, last year, the, the big worry on lend, uh, for lenders was, you know, rates uh, just were moving so high. And now it's a little bit of uh, just conservatism on the on the valuations front. So people just really want to make sure the values values there. But, you know, even 30 percent down, which is you know not much more than 20 percent down, that's going to probably get you a, a, a much, much better rate. You know, probably something between, you know, 50 and 100, 100 base points better. Okay. Which can, can make a big difference in terms of cash flow. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going there. Yeah. I just analyze the numbers both ways. I'm like, what's my cash and cash return going to look like? And then yeah. what do I Based need to furnish it and reno it and everything else? Yeah. A great option too for DSCR loans, especially now with, with rates a little high, is the interest only option. It's a little bit of a misnomer, but, you know, a DSCR loan is, is typically 30 years fixed rate. If they call it interest only, that means that it's going to be interest only payments uh, for the first 10 years of the loan. So it's really intended to, you know, refi out of that or sell it out of that within the first 10 years. Um, and you're qualifying your DSCR um, and your real cash flow both will be on those interest only payments. And that interest only option usually isn't really going to move your rate uh, up that much. It might make your rate up only like 25 basis points higher um, and lower your payments because you're, you're not paying any principal. Mm -hmm. My question that I had to kind of bring us to another avenue was, I'm curious to know what you guys at Easy Street, like when you have your, your, your weekly meetings with the team, right? Like what's the, what's the vibe like? What are you guys expecting now the pipeline was my first question. And the second part of that question is right now, who are you guys working with? Like, are you still finding newbie investors coming in or is the overall fear in the marketplace has really shifted that to more of the seasonal professional investors? Yeah. So um, I think kind of the vibe here, we're, we're very optimistic and we're doing a lot of, a lot of business, you know, had a, had a really good first quarter, our pipelines um, probably higher than it's, than it's ever been. And we're hiring, you know, a lot of, a lot of new, new people, a lot of fresh faces, both on the origination side and the operation side, uh, which definitely can be said for any or not, a, if not all, but, but a lot of our competitors and 
yeah, so we're 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 excited. We're we're um, you know had a great time at the the SGR Wealth Conference, um, obviously, and then you know are hitting up the conference schedule as well. So we're really uh, really excited. You know, rates are coming down a bit, and uh, yeah, the the vibe is is definitely positive. I would say. In terms of the second part of your question, that was, you know, how do you see the market market turning out? Uh, mm-hmm. And who's 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 coming to okay, you guys yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're still seeing, you know, a diversified mix. You know, we really like to find borrowers, find investors to help through a variety of channels. So whether that's more of, you know, professionals, um, you know, th- that are at some of these uh, conferences that are. You know, we, we run into maybe through mortgage brokers and, and specialists um, all the way down to, you know, the people, bigger pockets. We have a big presence on um, social media. We're, we're doing a lot on. So, you know, we, we like to see both. I think we're we're still seeing both. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, potential opportunity. You know, a lot of people are forecasting that, you know, maybe people got in over their heads and you know, 2021. And there are a lot of people that, that weren't really committed to it that are going to, you know, get in trouble and throw up their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big opportunity for people that are patient and liquid and professional to step in and get some good, good deals. But I mean, you know, we're, we're still waiting for, for the doom and gloom. I mean, AirDNA puts out great data every, every month that the short-term rental industry keeps, keeps churning along very well. The performance of a, of a lot of these DSCR loans uh, continues to be extremely well, uh, r- really good. You know, a lot of the deals we were doing, you know, in the past in 2021 um, with the lower rates, you know, those had those had really, really big cash flows. Um, so even if it slows down a little bit, you know, I, I just don't think there's going to be the Air- Airbnb bust or Airbnb apocalypse that, that maybe some of the loud voices keep forecasting. So we, we've we've still seen a steady mix, and we we haven't really seen a lot of uh, a lot of panic or, or trouble yet. I think the problem was is a lot of people just overpaid for deals. They didn't understand how to underwrite deals in the last two years. Well, they were just going for it's I'll always make money and I always make money, which is what always happens when, when the market is bullish, right? Like when we're bullish, we're always like, the gravy train will never end and the gravy train ends. And you're like, oh shit, it happened. And then, you know, that's the thing is just like, if you underwrite it decently well, you can probably handle some of the shifts. But if you don't, that that's definitely... Are you guys planning on expanding into this uh, uh, very hot boutique hotel kind of space in terms of lending, or or are you guys going to cap your your lending to the ten units as you as you said before? Uh, yeah, so you know, a lot of us, I and mean, myself included, has the more commercial background, so it's it's always a little bit of a you know a temptation to to look into that. You know, I, I think we have our hands full, really. You know, with the goal, which I think is achievable of kind of being the best DSCR lender, best STR lender, you know, in, in the country. And that's, that's, you know, plenty to, to keep us, um, to keep us really busy, but, you know, it's also up to 10 units. We'll, we'll do those short-term rentals up to 10 units. So, you know, you're talking about an eight and nine, a 10 unit property that is, you know, each individual, individual, uh, unit, uh, you know, booked on Airbnb or booked as short-term rental. I mean, that's, that's a gray area you know, is that a boutique hotel is, you know, is it, uh, is it a short-term rental? Is yeah, we'll take, it, we'll take with a boutique hotel, right? Anything over, over five-ish, I would say. Can, yeah. Kind of yeah. So we'll, we'll do those. We'll do those today. Um, and then condo tells, uh, which are, you know, very interesting. There's one that's newly built here in Austin that's, you know, fully licensed condo building, but each unit is basically intended to be a, a short-term rental. 
Um, it has a front desk. It has mm -hmm. kind of a lobby area, a pool. Um, it's managed by uh, Vacasa. You can use it as a you know primary residence, but pretty much everyone uses it as short-term rental. And it has can places. Can they manage it themselves? Is it something they can manage themselves or it has to be managed through Vacasa? It, it can know? be, it is individually owned. Each unit can be managed yourself if you, if you want. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll end on, on those as well, these condo tell projects. So that, that's blurring the line a little bit, um, whether you're talking about the multifamily SDR, you're talking about the condo tell. Um, so we're, we're already right, right there, you know, and, and who knows, as we expand uh, the product, I think we'll, we'll follow the investors like, like yourselves. The one question that I, that I had, I'm always like, to me, it's always about speed too. Like how quickly can I get a deal over the line from the time we underwrite it and everything? What is a typical closing timeline from the time that get under contract to being able to close it with you guys? Uh, yeah, we, we aim to go, uh, you know, very quickly. Um, the DSCR sometimes called a, a no doc loan, but I, I, don't, I don't like that term, but it is a very light documentation loan. Just, you know, high level, what we shoot for is, is kind of a 28 day process where, you know, you'll fill out an application, you'll fill out a, a credit authorization, we'll issue a term sheet, you know, within 24 hours. And then um, as soon as we receive a, a deposit, we uh, will order that appraisal. That's typically a two week process. So if you, we have a short checklist of documents to get in, uh, that's usually achievable in that two-week window, and then appraisal comes in. Everything looks good. We can, you know, set closing for you know within seven days from there. So um, that can go faster, uh, it, you know, for a uh, for a borrower that that has their stuff in order and gets their stuff in quickly. It can go slower for for people that um, you know take their time. And there's an odd number of people who decide to take you know European vacations in the middle of closing a loan, but. That's, that uh, can delay things. For, uh, I don't know why that's so common, but uh, yeah, generally we can we can close you know in about a month time frame, but that that can certainly be sped up if uh, you know stuff gets in quickly. Mike is, is there there a, just a checklist. Mike is the moment well, checklist. Mike is like, okay, I'll work with you guys. It's perfect. Well, <laughs> what I was going to ask is to to give some tips for somebody that's that's thinking about doing a DSCR loan or they're underwriting a deal right now. What should they have kind of at the ready that would help expedite it that you guys just are going to ask for right out the gate? Yeah. So um, it's a pretty, uh, pretty straightforward, you know, product. We, we don't ask for a whole ton. If it's a short term rental, you know, if they have, if it's a refinance, for example, or they have 12 months of operating history, that would be great to have. Sometimes like the Airbnb website or, you know, other, other vendors can be tricky downloading all that information, but we, we can help with that. A lot of our borrowers borrow through a, an LLC or an entity. Uh, so having the, we have a lawyer, you know, on retainer who can help with that and review it and make sure it looks all good. But if you have all that in order, you know, all your documents signed, right. You know, the signature authority is good. The certificate of good standing, and that's going to depend on state to state that can cause a little bit of delays, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a very light, light, light touch process. Um, property insurance, that, if that's in order, um, you know, that's something that can, that you want to be on top of, especially if you're investing in Florida, because that's caused some you know headaches in the last, last few months since the hurricane. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we like to, we have the checklist, we have the needs list, uh, we, we follow up and it's, um, we, we try to make it easy for people because, you know, one of the things that I think is a, is a little bit of a talking point, but I think it's, it rings true is that, you know, we're, we're a DSCR lender with a focus on short-term rentals and we've been committed to short-term rentals and focused on short-term rentals for, for years, whereas a lot, a lot of other lenders, they might, 
you know, do home loans and all sorts of loans and, inc and include DSCR loans, or they might do DSCR loans and not that familiar with short-term rentals. It's a small part of their process. So with that kind of focus on it, we, we've seen a lot, uh, you know, what happens before. So we've tailored a lot of our stuff to, to the SDR borrower and versus, you know, trying to fit that, you know, square peg into a round hole. If you're trying to do a short-term rental loan on it, you know, six unit property, that's not going to really fit in the, in the loan origination system or the normal checklist or the normal underwriting box. If you're a lender that's, you know, focused on, you know, home loans for, for, you know, normal families living in them and, and, uh, you know, have your stuff tailored that way. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Before we get into the to last question, because we're right about on time. I wanted to first acknowledge you and thank you for coming on here and sharing all this and being a big supporter of the podcast and of STR Wealth Conference and all that good stuff. And just for putting out a product that's going to help more people close more deals and become financially independent. So thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, where can the listeners get in touch with you guys, find out more about Easy Street Capital and everything you guys have going on? Uh, yeah, no, thank, thank you for having me. You know, super excited about where the STR industry is going. I would tell people, I think it's kind of in the third, fourth inning of really growing into an institutional asset class and still one of the rare places for a lot of people to really have a lot of opportunity. But uh, you can find us uh, online. We, we have a lot of content. We have our applications, all our program information. It's easystreetcap.com. So no full capital, just easystreetcap.com. We post a lot of content uh, with myself on, um, on social media. So it's, it's Robin Simon, E-S-C, R-O-B-I-N-S-M-O-N. ESC. So, you know, my main platforms are, are Twitter and Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and uh, bigger pockets. We like to contribute a lot to the discussions over there. And uh, yeah, we uh, we're kind of open communication. Um, you know, you, you can talk to someone real, you can talk to one of our account executives, our analysts uh, quickly. If you uh, shoot us a message, we won't put you through, uh, you know, a long bureaucratic process. And we're always, always looking to meet and talk to uh, short term rental professionals. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you. The last question we ask all of our guests, and I always love asking this from a vendor standpoint because it's a unique perspective, but what would you say is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? I think, uh, you know, consistency is, you know, the, the real important thing. I think, you know, obviously it's been a, you know, very volatile market, you know, in the space and, you know, sometimes there can be you know, last year when you know, rates were rising and everything was looking, you know, you know, all over the place and, and looking a little doubtful, you know, stick to our, you know, methodology, stick to our programs, you know, stick to our underwriting and, and how we view the world with the professional investors and short-term rentals and how we, you know, evaluate the risk and, and what we offer and, you know, don't zig, don't zag, don't kind of have the shiny objects syndrome in real estate sometimes where, you know, maybe short-term rentals, the hot thing. And, you know, then a lot of lenders that, you know, moved into that, you know, in 2021 have now gone on to the next hot thing. So we, we like to stay consistent and focused and, you know, pump out content every day, you know, stay within our, you know, methodology. And I think that's, that's served us very well. Awesome. Well, Robin, thank you again for coming on, man. Really appreciate you and probably listeners out there have an amazing week. We'll talk to you guys soon.
Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.